This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Greetings from the practice field on this Thursday and day one of Saints Training Camp 2016 presented by Verizon. Welcome in everybody to another edition of the Black and Blue Report podcast presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. ABC Insurance Agencies, a better way for insurance. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer here shortly. John will be talking about this first day of practice for the New Orleans Saints. It was a day that featured no rain, mild temperatures at the start, a little sticky later on, but the team went about business today in uh, helmets only, and that'll be the case again tomorrow. But John DeShazer with uh, his uh, day one breakdown here of training camp. You're talking about a team that needs to vastly improve defensively, and so what DA is telling them is, look, the only way you're going to be great is if you you got to put it out here, you got to put it on the line, and you got to give a little bit more than you're accustomed to giving. And and so I think that's the exact message you have to come out with. Also joining us on the Black and Blue Report today, James Laurinaitis, the new middle linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. I think, friends, he might be, well, one of my new favorite players. But Laurinaitis is excited about starting a new training camp and here, obviously, with a new team. It's always good to get out. You have to get the rust off, you know, really day one of training camp. That's what it's about. you got to fight through. No matter how much weight training you do in the offseason, there's nothing that can prepare you really for the first day of camp and also for the first day of pads. And on the basketball side of things today, we visit with one of the new Pelicans, Langston Galloway, the Baton Rouge native, on our podcast for the first time. I'm definitely excited. It's, a, it's definitely a dream come true. And uh, uh, and like I said, I'm just excited for the opportunity to go out there and compete and, and, and show what I can do in the Pelicans uniform. It's the Black and Blue Report from the Greenbrier. Stay with us. We'll begin our conversations here on this Thursday. They want to practice right after this. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. John, day one of camp. It's always the same day one thing, but there are always things that are unique to each particular year. And so we've embarked on another one today. Yeah, um, good opening day for the Saints. And, and I think this one, the nuance is, you know, you hear um, they're talking about being more competition and, and a little bit more intensity. And I think we saw from the beginning, um, team goes through um, stretching drills and the defensive team, the entire defensive team comes over and uh, and defensive coordinator Dennis Allen puts them through some up-downs, 40 of them as a matter of fact and basically the message is, I, I'm not exactly sure what you guys are accustomed to, but if you want to be great, you're going to have to put out a little bit more and I think that's the absolute best message you can give to this defense because let's, let's, you know, let's not sugarcoat it, they're coming off a year where you know they were next to last in points allowed and last in, in yards allowed or next to last in yards allowed and last in points allowed, I'm sorry, so 
you're talking about a team that needs to vastly improve defensively. And so what DA is telling them is, look, you know, the only way you're going to be great is if you, you got to put it out here. You got to put it on the line and you got to give a little bit more than you're accustomed to giving. And, and so I think that's the exact message you have to come out with. Yeah, and, and, and you and I and the fans, everybody else have heard year after year, not just the Saints, lots of teams say, oh, you know, we're going to have a tough camp and we're going to ramp it up and all that. Look, action's one thing, words are another. As you just pointed out, I think action and probably we're going to see more of that here in the coming days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only so much you can do in practices now because of the collective bargaining agreement. So we're not going to have two a days like back in the old, the good old days, quote unquote, at Jackson, where you're going, you know, full out, full out, you know, morning and afternoons, and there's so much contact it, it, it looks like a game. We don't have those anymore. But as as much as you can push the limit to what's allowable, I think that's exactly what the Saints are going to do. They're going to push the limits to what's allowable because they got to find improvement defensively. And the only way to do that is create the, the, the adverse conditions that you might see in a game. you got to create it as best you can at practice. So they're starting here with it now. That's the midday train, by the way, rolling behind us here at the Greenbrier <laughs> after the Saints uh, completed uh, not the full three hours that was on the schedule, but a long enough day one practice that John saw a lot of teaching, especially in, in uh, position group periods, in the team periods. Any highlights for you? Anything stick out? Well, I think uh, one of the things that, that stood out, uh, Von Bell got an interception to Drew Brees deep. Drew Brees uh, vows that it won't happen again and with a little smirk on his face. Uh, so Von Bell, brother, look out because, uh, you know, few guys are better at it than Drew. Uh, saw a nice, nice deep pass uh, from, from Luke McCown to, to Brandon Cook. So it's good to see Cooksey doing what he does. Um, but, again, you know, I saw a lot of guys defensively getting their hands on the ball, whether it was Vaughn Bell or whether it was Eric Harris. Uh, we saw uh, um, Craig Robertson get an interception. So we saw some guys defensively. And this is what you want to see because, you know, uh, you don't want to be too comparative. And yet when the Saints were pretty good defensively, when they had, you know, John Vilma and that crew, those guys were competitive in practice against Drew Brees in this offense. And that's what we're seeing a little bit more of. We saw it in OTAs. We saw it in minicamp. I think we saw some of it today. How much of it does it? How much does it have to do with uh, the n- new middle linebacker James Laronitis? Well, he's the guy they're comparing to John Vilma, saying he's got those same qualities to bring out the best in his teammates at middle linebacker. And suddenly, we see this defense being a lot more competitive. I believe uh, now. Certainly, it's got something to do with an upgrade in talent too. I think they've upgraded there, but I think Laurinaitis is pretty good about putting guys in the proper place. He's pretty good, and when you know what you're doing, we hear Laurinaitis talk about this, when you know what you're doing, it makes life a lot easier. You might only be playing, you know, you know, you might be playing a cover two when you should be playing a man, but you know what? He said, you know, hey, you'd rather play a cover two and give up a first down instead of giving up a 60-yard touchdown because somebody doesn't know who they're supposed to cover. Yeah. That kind of theory, that kind of sound thinking, I think goes a long way. So I would say, you know, it, on, on a comparative basis, I, I think the defense ruled the day. Now, did they dominate? No, but, I mean, I think they, they had their fair share of wins out here today. All right. Um, you mentioned that Laurinaitis spoke after practice. Same goes for Drew. Breeze and Zach Streif. I think Mark Ingram was there and of course head coach uh, Sean Payton. What will you write about today? What do you think what do you think the stories are going to be that 
that the media will deal with here after day one? Well, I mean, I think the main thing uh, is, you know, obviously you address Drew Brees and his contract situation. You know, that's not settled yet. And yet, you know, he's been in this position before, and he's a guy who knows how to block it out. So when you talk to him about things like this, you know, Drew Brees, Drew's like, look, I'm not worried about going to the season with this. I'm worried about, you know, next week. I'm worried about game to game. I'm worried about day to day. And he plays with that kind of focus. You know, I think uh, there's got to be focus on the, the, the ramped-up practice sessions where guys are, you know, and they're going to get after it a lot more because, you know, that's the theme here, competition. And, again, you know, you can't, you can't turn back the clock to 2006, but you can replicate it as much as you possibly can under the new conditions. And I think that's exactly what they're going for. Uh, be interesting to see what happens, you know, two days from now on Saturday when they put the pads on. I got a feeling – I know a lot of it's supposed to be thud and you want to hold your teammates up. I got a feeling defensive guys ain't going to be holding a lot of people up. I got a feeling there's going to be a little bit more contact than probably the coaches want. And yet, wink, wink, I don't think they're going to necessarily say tone it down because I think they want an aggressive physical defense. They're talking about D.A. being a guy who wants to attack. That doesn't necessarily mean, as Laurinaitis said, you know, blitzing every play. But sometimes it just means being really, really smart and aggressive about what you're doing. Even if you play a cover two, we saw Tampa Bay play a cover two for a ton of years, and they were pretty good at it. <laughs> they got a lot of sacks out of it. So, um, you know, I think these guys believe that they have the right mix. Again, you're not going to know until you put on some pads. You're not going to know until you actually get into the regular season because sometimes guys can fool you in pads in training camp. But you get a lot truer indication in training camp once you put the pads on and once you get into that competitive thing, and especially once we get to the joint practices with New England and with Houston. 74 degrees at the start of practice. The rain held off. That's a check in the uh, successful box, too. Well, whoever said 74, I believe they're a daggone lie. I mean, it's a start because it it warmed up. But, yeah, the rain held off, and that's the best thing we can hope for. Um, uh, Talk to, uh, you know, the the grounds crew, um, um, Terry. Uh, grounds, you know, the head groundsman, the guy, yeah. yeah, the guy, and uh, and Terry was like, look, this, this, he, he was lamenting actually that you know you don't need any more rain because I think you know he's he's worried that the field isn't going to hold it exactly well because it's probably been soaked you know over the last few weeks, but uh, it held off. Uh, didn't have to use the lower field and go to practice, so they were able to get all the work done here on the upper fields. Uh, and so, you know, off to a good start. It's not supposed to rain tomorrow, but, of course, you know, when it's not supposed to rain, that's when it's going to rain, like it was supposed to rain today and it didn't. So it's probably going to be reversed. But, uh, you know, you can't ask for a, really a better first day. Uh, some was out humid, so it gave those guys a chance to really break a sweat probably get their conditioning in a little bit more uh, even though they got in some conditioning at the park yesterday but it's not like getting out here running around for a couple of hours so I think a pretty good first day overall follow uh, John on Twitter at John DeShazer otherwise you'll see him with plenty of stuff later today on NewOrleansSaints.com thank you sir anytime glad to be here still to come James Laurinaitis and Langston Galloway of the Pelicans Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. 
Every day, Optioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-OPTIONER or visit optioner.org. Have a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a New Orleans Pelicans home game. Get up close and personal with seats that put your feet on the hardwood and sit you within arm's length of NBA superstars. Pelicans floor seats are now available and come with access to private hospitality during the game, plus invitations to exclusive team and premium events. It's the best way to experience NBA action. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com and score your seats today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. We've had James Laurinaitis with us before on the Black and Blue Report, but never after a practice. Tell me about day one, James. Yeah, it was fun out here. Um, you know, it's good. It's always good to get out. You have to get the rust off, you know, really day one of training camp. That's what it's about. You got to fight through. No matter how much weight training you do in the offseason, there's nothing that can prepare you really for the first day of camp and also for the first day of pads. So today is one of those days you got to fight through, uh, kind of get all your technique down, and then you'll have to do it again when you put the pads on. That first hit always makes you feel like you're off balance because you don't really have your feet right and everything. So it's a good day today, though. For you, it's been a long time since you've had a first day of camp with a completely new team. Was it yeah. weird today? No, I mean, the, the weird part was really the first day of, of, you know, workouts and going, you know, that part of it, that initiation. Um, the only thing weird about this is my first time ever being away from our, you know, main facility mm-hmm. during a training camp. Um, and then really it's my first time kind of in a hotel setting since my third year, ever since, you know, years four through seven um, in St. Louis, the, the veterans got to stay at home the whole camp so uh, but it's fun it's fun when you're away because the, the best time of this team building here is around the, the, the meal tables you know the lunch the breakfast the dinner that's where all the stories are that's where you really build relationships get to meet the guys get to know really what they're all about and uh and that all, that all translates to the field you know when you're when you're tired and you realize you've got to have somebody's back those relationships is what really fuels the team very cool all right since this is your first time in the hotel for camp What's in James Laurinaitis's hotel room that you got to have around you now that it's not home? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there's really there's really only a couple things. Um, to be honest, I, I bring my my Normatech, um, recovery boots. You know, they're they're air compression boots for your legs, and so I I have a pair of those that are my own. I bring those everywhere, even on road games in season. They're just okay. usually 30, 40 minutes. You just flush the legs out. Uh, those are key. I'll probably do those a couple times today, and then. Uh, <laughs> The other thing is just, man, i got to have my phone and, and just purely for FaceTime. You know, it's being able to see my daughter um, on FaceTime. I mean, that, that technology nowadays is just crazy. Um, I can't imagine being in the days going a legit 30 days without, without you know, actually being able to see my child. Now, now I get to see her face and she gets to, see, you know, see Dad on the phone and everything. Um, it'd be way harder if you didn't have FaceTime. Last night, Mickey Loomis had his kind of, opening camp press conference and and your name came up and i'll misquote here but the basic gist of it was that he believes that you're a linebacker in the same mold as a jonathan vilma and the here with this organization vilma was revered and and a true leader and all that so i couldn't help but but note that and and then today when i discovered that i would get to talk to you i wanted to bring that up and see kind of what your reaction to that would be well it's extremely humbling um john vilma is a guy that i 
goodness, I've looked up to uh, since I was in high school. I mean, I, I remember having magazine covers of him and DJ Williams and their sweet visors at Miami, you know, and just saying this guy's a, a monster, you know. Um, and then really being in the league at the same time as him and seeing him play really well, especially when he got to New Orleans and uh, that, that trade getting him out of New York. Um, was always just a huge fan of his and the way he played the game. And then when we got Joel on Dunbar from New Orleans and St. Louis, hearing how much he studied and just how smart he was intellectually as a football player just was refreshing because there's a lot of guys who are super talented athletically and they're able to just go. But I think really what put him over the edge is the way he could just study an offense. So to be, for, for Mr. Loomis to say that is extremely humbling. Um, I know, I know, basically what that standard is that that he set for really middle linebacker play here so it's a huge challenge I think and um, something that I'm willing to try to, to undertake and you know I'm just gonna try to study my hardest and I already, I already know the defense pretty well from a lot of it's some carryover from stuff I've done before and just continue to grind at it and and each day try to improve you're a smart guy smart guys adapt so I'll ask you this um, do you have to adapt to a different culture here or just different faces or do you take away from st louis your time there as a your style whether it be vocally or physically does that translate here do you start over do you what do you bring with you you know i think each team is different what will be different here is that you know in st louis you were you were the established guy you know so there was a certain guys already knew how you worked they also knew the reputation new guys came in they understood that you had a reputation among the locker room of how you worked here, I mean, you have to reprove yourself every single year. And I think, especially going to a new team, um, the whole vocal stuff will come after the guys have been through the battles with you. It's one thing to go through an off season. It's another thing once you get into a preseason game and you know what hits the fan and people really see your character then. You know, how's this guy going to kind of react? How's he going to get through adversity? How's he going to lead us through this and that? We have a lot of different leaders on this defense that, that I can already see right now. And so each player is different. Each guy reacts. Some guys love the... When you get in their face, some guys can't handle that. You know, everyone's different. I think right. as coaches and as leaders on a, on a team, you got to realize how do, how do I get the best out of this guy. Um, but I like the feel of reproving yourself. You know, I, I've always kind of had the mindset and, and uh, it, that every day is an interview. You're always being evaluated every single play. And you really have to have that mindset because if you ever get complacent in this league, that train, that train just keeps going. The train that is the NFL, it keeps going. And they don't – you know, if you get in trouble, if you get do this, that, and the other, it's not stopping the wait for you. It's just going to find somebody else and keep rolling. Let's end on this last thing here. Um, let's say you and I visit again formally like this, like at Labor Day or thereabouts. If I were to ask you now and then when we visit again, if there's something that you'd like to be better at by that time, what would you say that is for you this year? Oh, man, I would say it's uh, really just the, the pass rush. You know, there's a lot of times where – Either you're blitzing or there's times where you're adding in coverage. And a lot of times the, the trick is to make sure the offense doesn't know which is which. Mm-hmm. That you, when you add, when you're, when, when you add, it's when someone, you know, your coverage blocks and you're just, you're replacing. So when I do that, I want to be able to just not think, oh gosh, I'm adding to my coverage and, you know, you, know, you did your job. I want to add with the intent to beat them and get, and get to the quarterback. And I think it's just really continuing to work the pass rush, continuing to work your hands. Um, and like I said, not settling because there's, there's a fine line. You can add too fast, and then it's a screen, and right. your man's out, you know, outflanking you. So just continue to study the game. But I think really that part 
of the of the game is something that I really want to just kind of improve on. Is is just that the urgency with don't just don't just come with that urgency when you're called on a blitz. Do it when you're also adding in your coverage. James Lawrence, thank you very much. All the best this camp. All right, you're welcome. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. We got some Pelicans talk here for the first time with Langston Galloway. As we talked about earlier in our show, Langston's with us for the first time. And and I, first of all, I'm excited to talk to Langston Galloway, but I'm, I'm probably more excited that Langston will be in a Pelicans uniform this year because it seems like every time I see Langston Galloway, he's kicking our butt, uh, which has been the case the last two years. Langston, first of all, congratulations on your new deal, and uh, and welcome, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me on, and um, I'm glad to be a part of the organization. So why did you beat us up so bad the last two years? Hey, it's, 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 all, it's all in the fun of business, and uh, hey, we're out there competing and having fun, so that's, that's all it's about. Did you give the Pelicans a little extra juice because you're from Louisiana, Langston? Does that have anything to do with it? Uh, I'm not going to say that it was any extra juice, but I, all I got to say is I, I just went out there and, like I said, just competed and tried to have fun and, and tried to go go as hard as I could against them. Yep, fair enough. Uh, and did so in a New York Knicks uniform and now wearing the uh, the colors of the New Orleans Pelicans. What, what does it mean to come back home, quote-unquote, Langston, for your basketball career? Um, I'm definitely excited. It's, it's definitely a dream come true. And uh, uh, and like I said, I'm just excited for the opportunity to go out there and compete and, and, and show what I can do in the Pelicans uniform. Did you follow the New Orleans franchise when you know when you were growing up and playing high school ball in Baton Rouge, or did you have your eyes other places? You know, I, I definitely followed them because I remember at the time uh, CP3, David West was was on the team, and uh, it was the Hornets back then. Mm-hmm. And then um, actually had a chance to play in the uh, the arena uh, when I was in high school. Um, we had like a little showcase game against another high school in, in, in Louisiana, and uh, we actually won that game, and it was pretty cool getting a chance to play on the floor. No doubt, uh, you know, and and here you are now. I know, obviously, you've been back as a pro, but to be in that locker room, to have family and friends just up the road, what will that be like? You know, I've, and the reason I ask is because I've talked to some players about going back to their hometowns, and they say sometimes it's not all it's cracked up to be because it is a bigger distraction. Um, you, you know, there's no distance between family and friends. How how do you look at it? I I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but how do you look at it? 
No, I think it's definitely going to be a, a good thing for me, um, knowing that I have so many people around me. And I'm a big family guy, so I love having my family around and, and just being a part of my life. Um, but I know my wife, uh, she'll, she'll definitely do a great job of just being able to be that reflection and uh, and, and being able to just uh, take care of all my family while, they, while they're at the games and stuff like that. Every guy has a story, Langston. Um and, and, and I want to ask what, what's, what's unique about yours. It's easy for me to see you in an NBA uniform and know that you're you know, from our area and everything else, but there's always more to the story. What, what's unique about yours? I think, I think just being an um, a undrafted free, uh, free agent and, uh, and going that route of going through the D League and, and continuing to grind to try to get to the NBA and, and make my dreams come true, I think that, that's definitely uh, a huge part of me. And... Um, and then just trying to continue to, to add to my game and adapt to all the situations that I've been through. And uh, I think it's, this is only the beginning for me, and I'm, I'm just ready to continue to, to work hard and, and just try to continue to, to uh, show what I can do. What's the difference between that moment where you find out you're going to get into the NBA and have a spot and say, like you did here, uh, in, in signing you know, kind of the next phase of your career? Uh, are they comparable experiences, or how are they different? Uh, just, just a little different. I mean, I think this is like um, almost like being drafted for me. It's like, all right, a, a team really, really uh, values uh, my efforts on the court, and uh, they definitely uh, see a lot in me, a lot of potential. And I think that uh, just going forward with the Pelicans, I think this is this is a great opportunity for both of us, just trying to continue to to further this this relationship and and, and try to help uh, New Orleans win some games. What's your role going to be here with the Pelicans? I think uh, just just um, being able to be a part of the the rotation and just try to go out there and compete and, uh, and and just try to help the team win in any way in any way possible. What can you what can you say as as to how much you know about Coach Gentry's system or the guys that you'll be playing with? Is it, is this going to be completely new and you know fresh or or is there some familiarity in some way there? No, it's definitely uh, some um, similarities that uh, I've uh, went over the playbook with uh, with some of the coaches, and uh, and I think they've they've showed me a few few different things that I can uh, add to to the system, and um, especially going forward, I think uh, the game of basketball is all about just just reading and reacting. That's what it all comes down to, and uh, I think just just being able to just go out there and, and compete against whoever we're playing against is, is definitely going to be key. Heck, we know your roots, um, but you know it's it's interesting when. Louisiana kids, now you're a grown man, but when, when Louisiana kids leave uh, to go experience either college life or life as a professional, and then they come back, they seem to, they're able to hang on to their roots, but at the same time they've gained something from being away for a while. Langston, what have you gained about maybe not living in Louisiana and now bringing it back to the state? No, I definitely uh, have had uh, some, some different experiences, and, uh, and being on the East Coast, it definitely uh, – it, uh, it it made me understand and uh, and definitely um, just just love uh, coming back home for those those short spans of, of of time when I was in college and, and especially being in a professional in New York. But now it's definitely uh, like you said a different experience to come back. Uh, at the same time, it's, I know it's going to be a great time with my family being there. But at the same time, I know it's, it's a business, and uh, I go out, I got to go out there and, and handle business and, and take care of those um, relationships on and off the court. Langston Galloway here with us on the Black and Blue Report. You know, it's interesting, Langston. I'm looking at uh, a guy like yourself, a guy like uh, Terrence Jones, Solomon Hill, um, 
the the guys that were drafted in in Heald and and Diallo, Tim Frazier coming back. Look, look, most fans already know about Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, but there seems to be this this theme running through all of all of the new additions. Um, there seems to be a real culture change going on with this franchise. Can you speak to that? Was that a part of the decision to bring you here? You think? I think it definitely was a, a part of the decision. Um, I mean, they 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 know my background with just being a uh, a professional in the locker room, and at the same time knowing that I'm, I'm a hard worker. And I think the guys around me are definitely going to be hard workers as well. And um, and I think as we all continue to add to our games, I think that it is definitely going to uh, help out going forward in, in uh, the organization. You're 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 joining kind of a small list of guys, uh, Langston, who either grew up in New Orleans or Louisiana that have been able to play for this franchise. And I know the history of the franchise is not, you know, decades and decades long. But you know, you talk to guys like Coach Pack and and Randy Livingston and a few others, and and um, they, they almost have felt a little bit of pressure playing here in this town in this state because that list is so short. Do you feel that way at all? No, not at all. I don't. I don't feel any pressure or anything like that. And I know the the organization won't put any pressure on me as well. But I know uh, myself, and I know that uh, I just want to go out there and, and help us win. And that's what it's going to come down to uh, every game and and just being able to go out there every day, especially training camp. I'm excited for training camp uh, to get going and 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 definitely uh, start working with my teammates. So when does the work begin, and what 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 do you have lying ahead of you here over the next uh, let's say six to eight weeks? Uh, it's definitely been going uh, this whole summer. Uh, before my wedding, uh, I was uh, in South Carolina working out with my trainer, Drew Hanlon, uh, with the Pure Sweat uh, team. And, and then I went to L.A., uh, had a chance to work out with them uh, out there. And then uh, I think uh, Coach Pack is, is actually going to come up to New York and work out with me uh, some, of this, some of this week and, uh, and just get, continue to get ready and continue to um, work on my game. You mentioned your lovely wife, Sabrina. Where is she from, Langston? She's she's from Baton Rouge as well. We oh both, wow! Uh, okay. uh, yeah, both from Baton Rouge. We were high school sweethearts, so uh, it's definitely a, a great story. So was she was she a big influence on your signing this contract, or did she let you and your agent kind of take care of this? <laughs> no, nah, she she definitely uh, just just let us handle uh, the business, and um, she just just took a backseat to that. And um, and when she when I finally uh, came around and told her the news, she was definitely excited, and uh, she knew that. Uh, this is a great opportunity for her as well because she she's uh going into the politician world, so she she's definitely excited. Oh wow! Okay, and and Langston, she's stuck with you through all the undrafted and D League stuff. You've got a special <laughs> one there. Yep, yep, <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely. Speaking of you and Sabrina, I know there's an event coming up on August the sixth. You guys are gonna kind of try and put on a pretty cool little camp in Baton Rouge uh, involving the YMCA and and kind of a younger group of kids for camp. Can you tell me more about that event coming up? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're producing a, a free basketball clinic in Baton Rouge for, for kids in grades uh, 5 through 12 from 9, 9 to 2 p.m. on August 6th at the Team Sportsplex facility. And uh, the, the theme is just to promote um, academics, health, and, uh, and, and faith in, in order to, to foster a positive path for the kids in, in the community. So uh, we're definitely excited for it, and uh, we know that uh, it's going to be a great event. So it's free, huh? Free clinic for everybody. Man, that's awesome. So, do you have help, or is this all on you, or is there anybody we should tip the cap to a little bit? No, no. My, I definitely give all the credit to my wife. She's uh she's been uh, the the forefront um, promoting everything and being able to just uh, 
get all the, the different donors and, and the sponsors to, to help out, and I think it's, it's definitely been, been helpful. Where can folks find more information about that event on August the 6th? Uh, they can definitely uh, go to Langston Galloway Clinic at gmail.com and, uh, and, and definitely send an email um, for uh, any kids to, to come to the camp, and, and, and we'll definitely uh, try to uh, have them at the camp. Perfect. Man, I enjoyed our visit today. I hope you did too. Hey, I, I did. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. Langston, welcome home, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you here on campus soon enough. Yes, sir. I'll see you soon. I kind of had a feeling our visit with Langston Galloway would be very good, and it exactly was that. And so glad to have him now as a member of the Pelicans family, and I think that he will be a great benefit to Alvin Gentry and that whole position group right now at guard. Love having a Louisiana guy as well. That'll do it for us on this Thursday, the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. We're back with you tomorrow to wrap up our first week of training camp on this podcast. John DeShazer will stop by and we'll uh, put a wrap on day two of practice, another non-pads practice. Cam Jordan also a guest and who knows who else will be able to stop by. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody, and good day from West Virginia. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.